Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope podcast with your host, Jason, and we are so excited for this episode today. Michelle Hanna is with us today, and she shares some really cool insights, something I had never really thought of before, and just how she broke it down is really, really insightful. I think you'll really enjoy this episode, so please take a listen in. We really do have a great discussion with Michelle. Uh, We honestly appreciate the time that we have to spend with each one of our guests and to talk to them, to listen to their stories that they have and truly honestly feel like she is part of our family. Now our podcast family had a great discussion. This is really worth listening to. Um, So here we go. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope podcast with your host, Jason. We have an amazing guest with us today, Michelle Hanna. Thank you so much for coming on with us today, Michelle. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. So I'll introduce you just a little bit and then we'll just uh, go into some questions and and have a pretty open conversation. So Dr. Michelle R. Hanna, through her life's medical challenges and overwhelming love for humanity, the health, emotional well-being of people and commitment to living authentically is among the most influential women today. Dr. Michelle, public speaking spans over 15 years and is the author of The Breaking Point, A Full Circle Journey and Workbook, The Vows, A Guide to Understanding Your Marriage and Understanding Yourself, and her most recent book, The Self-Vows, Seven Vows That Will Charge Your Life. Michelle has made several appearances on TV, radio, podcasts, and has collaborated with and featured in many blogs. She has recently been featured in articles for CBS, Fox, NBC, and was voted number one relationship coach of the year, which is fantastic. <laughs> Look at you. Um, we're just so, so excited to talk to you. So do you want to kind of maybe talk about, you know, your most recent book, The the Self-Vows, and what, what does a self-vow mean? I'm just curious what that means. Okay, so it's the self-vows, seven vows that will change your life. And so what I did was actually I had um, written a book prior, which was called The Vows. And that was actually for marriages and people that were thinking about getting married um, or just actually just needed a recharge, you know, in their relationship. But what I found is that at the common denominator of every couple, that they hadn't taken those vows that they take when we are the traditional wedding vows mm-hmm. and that they hadn't taken those vows to themselves. So I'll give an example to have and to hold from this day forward. Do I have everything about myself, flaws and all the, the things that are fun, that are quirky, that are indifferent, the things that I want to change, not saying to accept it all not with the thought to change those things that are needed, but I'm accepting me right where I am. I have everything about myself to hold. To hold means to support, you know, to to, to embrace ourselves. And a lot of times we depend on other people to be Mm -hmm. our cheerleaders. But are you your own cheerleader? Do you get absolutely excited 
about the things that you do, whether you, you if even if you don't have one person to support you, you support you. So that's a question that you have to ask. And from this day forward, am I always looking in the rearview mirror or am I looking forward? Yes, the past is the past. We do have to heal our stuff, but that should not determine what our future is going to be. So if we don't take, like, for example, that first vow to sell first, we will go into the relationship, always looking for validation, always looking for constant affirmations for that person to affirm you over and over again, which is not really totally their responsibility. You should do that for self first. And moving forward, there is so much of the past that we take in our relationships that we're treating somebody how we got treated in the past or we haven't quite healed. So we take that unhealed stuff into the marriage, into the relationship. And so once we were able to evaluate that, I was like, aha, <laughs> the common denominator is we haven't taken ourselves out. So it's really cool because once you read the book, most of the people that go through my program at about the third chapter, they're like, whew, this is a lot of work. I said, you were a lot of work. <laughs> so you got to do it first. Then to show up in a relationship, say, okay, I'm all this work. All right, fix me. No, you have to do it first. So usually after the program, I'm not saying that people are hundred percent fixed. That's not what I'm saying, but they are on the path now that they're feeling good about themselves, that they're, they're realizing the self-worth and their value, their understanding that intimacy has to be with, you have to connect to intimacy with yourself first with, with uh, before even connecting to someone else. So I hope that was a good example of just, you know, how it came about. That's, that is awesome. I, I've never thought about it that way that we do give vows to other people, but we've never thought about it giving vows to ourselves. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, so what you, you're really busy. Jason listed a whole laundry list of things that you've done. What, what would you consider to be your passion out of all of those things? You know, what, what really drives and motivates Michelle? Wow, it's so wonderful that um, you would ask me this question at this point in my life. So I have had a lot of health issues going on. I mean, I'm a cancer survivor, so I just kind of feel like when you beat that, anything else, you know, you, you just don't look at it the same with the same amount of fear. But I have been going through a lot of health chances, health um, thing, challenges. I have uh, something called pudental neuralgia. And so I've been dealing with this about eight years. And um, I actually just had a procedure, a nerve block that they have to you know, put you on, under anesthesia. And I get um, three of those every two weeks, every two months. So it is something that I have had to take the self vows to myself a lot. And I've definitely had to take them a lot at the first of the year um, because of going through this, other organs start to work up over time. Yeah. But recently, um, this is the 18th day 
that I've went on a 21 day detox. And let me tell you, that has been very difficult because anybody knows me knows that I love food. (laughs) (laughs) I love food and I love, you know, a nice little cocktail, you know, every now and then too. So these are things that, you know, make me me. I like socializing. I, I love live music and all these things. And, um, I had got to a point where I wasn't really able to do all the things that I love. So going on this detox, I was in resistance and I fought it all the way. Cause let me tell you, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Sabi, but um, his nephew um, is kind of taking the baton at this point. And some of the herbal things that I have tasted <laughs> In the last 18 days, I was like, who does this? Like, who would even drink this? Like, it's so funny. I have my husband videotape me. It's hilarious because it's so authentic. Um, But I started to feel differently. My mind started to be less foggy. I realized that some of the things that I was putting in my body were just not meshing with me. Everybody's different, but they were kind of causing a lot of these other symptoms. So going through that detox, what it has really taught me, and I'm still in it, I'm off on Monday and you guys, I'm, I'm counting. <laughs> hours and minutes. <laughs> the hours and minutes. But one thing that it um, really taught me is that I had been pouring into a lot of people for a lot of years. And I am the one that's always preaching about, listen, don't get on fumes because you're gonna make decisions on fumes. You're gonna love people from fumes. So when you get halfway to empty, you gotta fill up, tell everybody to take a seat, fill up, and then you can continue being the greatest part of you, but I should have took my own advice several times because I was on fumes. And so this detox has given me the time to really get clear and pour back into me. And it's also made me realize that the cell files have been a gift to a lot of people. And I'm so humbled by that. But most of all, I wrote it. So it was given to me first. And that was for a reason, because there were a lot of things that I spoke about that I wasn't um, just wasn't making the mark, you know, on that we get so busy, we're being pulled from one end to the next um, and wanting everybody else to be so happy and to be so balanced. And I didn't realize that I had gotten to a place where I wasn't the happiest that I could be and I wasn't balanced. So this detox was, um, even though I didn't see that in the beginning, because of course I'm dealing with the taste and everything, but it was definitely a gift to me at the right time because now I feel that, that glow that I always have had, but it kind of dimmed a little Mm -hmm. bit. So this is a wonderful time in life for me because um, 
I've reconnected back to me. And I've learned quite a few things in these 18 days that I just wasn't um, really paying attention to, you know? So this is a, a real good thing. And one more thing I, I wanna say is that the things that I really do love to do, um, I have had to play music in my own space, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, probably as loud as it is. It probably sounds like a live band is in here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've had to do the things like, no, Michelle, you don't have to. Just because I connect a lot of things with socially being with other people that mm -hmm. I love to be around. I'm like, come on, self vows, lady. You don't have to do that when all these other, you know, people that you do love, that's great. But do the things that you love to do just, just now that you're on this path that sometimes feels a little, has felt a little isolating um, because we meet people, what? We say, hey, let's go out to eat, you know, or yeah. let, hey, let's, you know, meet me for a drink of wine or something, or hey, let's go listen to live music. Um, but I just needed to do those things for myself, but I also needed to detox um, from the things that I was actually putting into my body, that my body has absolutely been giving me a sign all the way. D the whole road has been my body giving me the sign. But I'll say, oh, you're okay, stomach. Let me just taste some Tums. We'll be fine because that's good. And we want to eat it again. Yeah. <laughs> that just does not work for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to hand it to you that, you know, to, to overcome cancer that's that's a huge thing and then to be dealing with this on top of it uh something i want to kind of touch on that you brought up and and shana shana and i have talked about this before is um fear and and uh, overcoming that fear um do you have some ways that you've kind of come up with or or tips on how to overcome fear i'm just kind of curious your take on it absolutely um i think everybody is different in terms of negative thoughts for me, when a negative thought comes up in my mind, I literally have to um, replace that with like five to seven negative thoughts, depending on how triggering the negative thought is. Other people may need 13 positive thoughts that they have to um, replace that negative thought with. So everybody's different, but I literally have to do that as soon as the negative thought comes up. Now, if physical stuff is playing into it, like you're not feeling good in your physical body and then the, the, the negative thoughts come up, I, I think it'll take you a little bit longer because it just feels like when we are not really our best selves in our body, that negative thought sometimes has a little bit more, or we give it a little bit more power, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's one way is that to come up with the positive thoughts. Um, the other thing I love to give my clients that are kind of just really battling with fear is something that I call a five, five, and five. So five minutes when you first get up, well, before you do that, let me back up, you give yourself a do-over. So it's like a rebirth. So everything that you did yesterday some that you know that it was you and then some that it was others, you know, that were just not being so nice. Um, you give yourself a do-over. 
you have to forgive yourself every morning and give yourself that love. I know it sounds weird to people to like hug yourself because we're so used to other people hugging us. But, you know, you take your arms all the way out as far as you can. I'm getting a really good stretch right now. And then you bring them in to yourself. It's so comforting. It's the first hug you get in the morning. So that's the do over. Then you move to five, five and five. So five minutes are of you meditating, praying, what, whatever it is that you do. Um, and I like to focus on something that I might be struggling with because sometimes if you're in physical pain, it's hard to struggle. I mean, it's hard to focus on um, gratitude. So maybe that's what I focus on is the gratitude about everything else that's really beautiful in my life. So whatever focus you want to do, it's up to you. Whatever you feel that you need, you can meditate on that. You can say a prayer of gratitude. Um, you can say a prayer of manifesting your courage, you know, whatever it is that you want. The other five minutes is stretching, you know, just having a five minute stretch, it will definitely, especially when you get older, you will wake up and get out of bed and you're <laughs> like, what is going on here? Why are my knees hurting? Why is my back hurting? Why are my arms hurting? Like everything starts to hurt when you get older. So that stretch really is so important important and it gets the body moving around and the other five this is the one I love 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 is that you take five minutes to write intentionally what you want your day to be like mm -hmm. so if I my intentions are peace then I am not going to have conversations with people that are not peaceful. If I know that they bring the D in drama, right, I'm not going <laughs> to talk to them that day. Yeah. That's the opposite of what my intentions are, right? And then I, most of all, I am going to be the peace. I am going to be the experience of peace. So those are some tips that I would give when you are uh, dealing with fear. Because if you set your day intentionally as peace, peace and fear don't walk on the same path, you know, mm -hmm. peace and courage. And I, I would say they don't walk on the same path, but sometimes you can have peace in other areas and you can have courage in other areas. So sometimes there is that conflict, you know, but I think the feelings that you get with peace, you feel much better and calmer and all of that than you do when you're worrying and you're fearful mm -hmm. of something. I like to say, face everything and rise or fear everything and run. That's what fear stands for to me. Yeah. It's a, the choice is yours. Yeah, I agree. Michelle, I, I love your energy and your, your passion and your thoughts. I, I, I really enjoy the discussion that we're having with you. Um, you know, I also agree with Jason, you, you've gone through a lot of things. And so personally, I'm grateful for your uh, willingness to come and talk to us about um, tough things that you've gone through and, and lessons that you've learned. So I really have enjoyed this discussion. So you've talked a little bit about writing books and meeting with clients. Uh, what, what do you have upcoming that maybe you're working on that you're excited about? Oh, that's easy. It's my, um, 
I was at first, I'm just going to be really honest. The first thing that popped up in my head is Monday. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm off of this <laughs> but no, you know what I'm really excited about. Um, we do self vows retreats and it's just no other retreat like it. It's amazing. It's like four days, three nights. Yes, we do, you know, talk about and do our self-work for sure. But we love you so much. We spoil you. You get all kind of prizes and and gifts and um, good food. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, good food. And, um, and then we have some really um, powerful people that'll stop by and just, you know, give us some great energy. Um, and, um, it's a time for you to reset and rest. Sometimes people have went through so, 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 so much and no one has even really supported them. They've never really heard. I love you, which is so foreign to me, but some people just have really not even ever connected to somebody even giving to them and not wanting anything back, but just that you absolutely care about their being. So that is something so exciting. We have one that's coming up in January and we have another one that is that I'm so excited about because I'm turning 50 in March. <laughs> and so we are having um, a retreat in um, Sausalito, uh, San Rafael, in that area, California. I live in Southern, so this is Northern California. So they are going to get an extra treat because I am turning 50 that month and I plan to just do everything possible. I plan to do 50 events <laughs> That's awesome. for, for the whole month. So those are the things that um, I am looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to as we just wrote the program for the friendship vows. And so this will be where friends come together and really are transparent and work on their friendship. And then the last one is something that I have just, I'm now answering the call, is that men have come and said, well, you just saw, you have self-vows for women, but there's men that have taken the program. Why don't you have the self-vows retreat for men? And I thought, you're right. But I, I feel like I could consult on that but I actually feel that men then need to run that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So I don't know, maybe <laughs> by the end of 2022, we will kick off that one. So those are the things that I have coming up a few um, speaking engagements and honestly, just moving forward with the program. The program is doing very well. It's uh, nine to 12 weeks, but it, it definitely is um, intense. So if you're not ready to be accountable, if you're just not there yet, then I would say maybe hold off on that till you're really at that point. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really great. I, I think that's definitely an opportunity, right, for people to, uh, you know, reflect on themselves and, you know, really be engaged in that. So that's yeah. really awesome. So near the end of our uh, podcast recording, Shane and I, we like to do this thing called the double down dose. And so we ask two questions. I'll ask one and then Shane will ask a follow up. Uh, okay. and then we, may, we may ask some additional stuff right at the end. But so my question to you 
um, is what is your definition of hope or how would you define hope? Oh, that's a good one. Um, my definition, my definition would be that is something that you, that is not tangible that you can see or that you can really touch It's more. So I feel like it's faith. It's, it's your faith that it will happen, even though you don't see it. But I also think hope is connected to something that I call scripting, which is like, it's already kind of the feeling of it's already happened or you're already in motion of it. Right. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I feel. Um, my definition of hope would be. That's awesome. That's yeah. Great. Great. We love asking these questions. So the second question is this, uh, how would you define love? Oh, another good one. You guys are so good. Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. It's so much that's coming in my head right now. Um, I would say love is just an experience. It is, it is, it's actually um, either you are love or you're the opposite of that, you know, meaning like I want to be the being, the experience of love. So when people come around me, I don't even have to open my mouth because the energy that's coming from me is love. Love is the opposite of anything negative. It can be correcting because we do love this, whomever it is, but it's always done um, in a tone that even though it may be a tough pill to swallow, we're comforted by it because we know that that's still something that we maybe need to improve on. And lastly, wow, love is so, is so necessary that I would never want to live and not have known it or to have felt it. That would be my biggest regret if I, if I didn't know love. And it starts with, with me. If yeah. I don't even like myself, then I can't even love myself. If I don't want to hang around myself, Amen. then how can I even love myself? Yeah. Good so. questions. Oh my <laughs> we love asking those. Uh, for those of you who are watching this, you can see Michelle does almost exactly the same thing that everybody does, which is pause for a second and really think about it. I don't, I think all too often we don't think about what we would consider a simple thing like love, but asking that question and putting you on the spot a little bit, it really makes you reflect on what it really is. And so I loved your, how you paused for a second and really thought about it. And then just a beautiful answer to, to both of those questions, Michelle, this has been a great discussion. I have thoroughly enjoyed picking your brain and getting to know you uh, on this level. So thank you so much for your time. Thank and- you. I have enjoyed it. You, you both have just been a picker upper in my day. What a way to, in the middle of your day, you guys have definitely been, um, my coffee, my tea and my cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Since you can't have those right now, right? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. All plants. That's it. Just plants. <laughs> well, 
really, Michelle, I, I do appreciate you coming on and, and sharing, you know, your, your life and your challenges and, and some of the great things that you've created. This, this self vow idea is something I think we should all use. And, um, so how, how can they get a hold of you if they'd like to get a hold of you or, or take the, you know, take part in your retreats or anything like that? Where, where can they go to get all that information? So anything about the self vows, you can go to the self vows.com. Um, or if you are on IG, you can go to at the self vows retreat. Um, or even if you are on um, Facebook, it would just be the self vows uh, retreat. So um, even though it says retreat, it's everything self vows, anything that we do with the self vows, the programs, the books, all of it. Um, if you are interested in knowing about just all things Michelle and, and different things that I am actually doing, you can go to michellearhana.com or you can go to IG at Michelle underscore R underscore Hana um, on Instagram. All right. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on and Thank sharing you. this uh, such a great message with us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I love what you both are doing. This is so amazing. And it's so what people need, especially, you know, after and still being in um, a pandemic. So this is this is absolute love and hope. So thank you.